Hey there, Jason Padolan here, back with another bonus episode of the Up My Hockey podcast. And what is the bonus episode? Well, the bonus episode, if you this is your first one, is me looking back on the first hundred episodes of the Up My Hockey podcast and breaking them into ten segment chunks where I'll review them, reflect on some, and point out to you, the listener, the highlights for me, what was impactful for me and uh, and what was memorable, and also maybe to give you a compass on where to go back if you want to revisit some of these past episodes. And, and again, a reminder for, for those of you that are listening, uh, new or otherwise, that generally the podcasts are, we'll use the word timeless, you know, they're not of the moment, they're not... Uh, you know, talking about uh, the weather of the day and uh, and the biggest headline of the moment. It, it's it's uh, conversations that uh, that last and conversations that uh, that can be listened to either the day they're released or or a year or two later. And I think there is definitely relevance there. So that's what this bonus episode is. We're going to be looking at episodes twenty one through thirty. Um, but first, I want to share a story about a, com- a, a question I asked in my in my parent group. Uh, some of you may or may not know that I have a parent group on Facebook uh, called the Up My Hockey Parent Group. Very original name there. It is a private group. Like you have to ask uh, permission to get in. I review the applicants. Uh, I keep the keep the group. Try and keep the group as tight as possible. Meaning, uh, well-intended parents who have. Uh, this journey that they're on with their hockey players and they're trying to be as supportive as they can and they want to have uh, support for themselves and they want to try and navigate the space and uh, you know there's not a lot there's zero spamming in there there's uh, there's just a lot of support there's a lot of discussion and uh, there's a lot of engagement and one of the questions that I asked in that group a couple weeks ago was uh, the number one challenge for my player is dot 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 finish the sentence and uh, it got a lot of lot of response that this this one question and and it was well I guess it wasn't really surprising but it was a little bit heartbreaking to me to read how many parents uh, wrote confidence or some form of, of confidence as as their answer and uh, it just it just makes me think and I and I want you to to think about you know, why is this becoming such a large issue and it seems to be larger scale. Uh, than it has been in years past. I just had a phone call, a discovery call with Larissa Mills. She's from the uh, the uh, what's it called, the Mental Game Institute, I believe, is what is is the uh, company that she founded, and and we were discussing about all the, the the impacts you know screen screens are having on on kids and the amount of times that they spend on them, and that anxiety is up, and uh, you know. Uh, Jeez, I'm drawing a blank, but uh, the word when you are, oh, addiction, sorry, my goodness, addictions are up and um, all these all these precursors to just being, you know, depression is up, one in six kids are medicated, she's saying, and, and a lot of the re- science is reported to being around um, screen time because it's an inability to be out and inability to be interacting with with life, uh, to be in the in middle of a comparison game the entire time and um, you know, not not reaching, not striving, not knowing how to communicate or or to communicate, uh, not to receive communication or or to give it in person. And and anyway, so it just got me thinking, and and you know, it got me thinking about my course too. And 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 as far as from the Peak Potential Project, we we talk about confidence, and and we talk about what I believe the five pillars of confidence are, and you know, one of which is is your environment, and and that means you know what. 
what is your environment telling you? And that means like, what are, what are the things that you're scrolling on your screen? What, what is that telling you? Is it telling you you're not good enough? Is it telling you you're inferior? Is it telling you, uh, you know, how, how, what, what is the message, right? Uh, From your coaches, from your parents, from your teachers, from society. And, uh, and also, what is the inter- your internal environment telling you? And that is really what I'm trying to do with the Peak Potential Project is we can influence our external environment some, some ways quite substantially, right? We can choose what we put in front of us on our screens. We can choose the books that we read. We can choose the podcasts we listen to. We can choose who we want to hang out with. Um, but we can't choose. We can't pick our parents. Sometimes, unfortunately, we can't pick our coaches. Sometimes, unfortunately, we can't pick our teachers. Sometimes, unfortunately, but we can potentially influence that environment. So that's one thing that we focus on. But the other thing is more like the internal environment. It's like, what are your thoughts telling you? What are your beliefs telling you? Uh, what what message are you giving yourself? And when we can get those things aligned, sometimes these confidence issues, these perceived confidence issues can evaporate. Uh, once kids start creating the right internal environment and, and are empowered enough to understand what the right uh, way to influence their external environment. So that's something that we focus on. And, and we also focus on, you know, getting really raw and honest about your competence, right? Like it's tough to be confident if you're not good at it. Um, so we can, we can identify what mistakes mean or we can identify what, you know, what maybe a challenge means and, and we, can, we can be more brave and more bold to, to move forward. But if we're not actually good at the skill, then it's going to be hard to actually be confident in an environment where we're going to have to use this skill. So for a hockey player, uh, you know, going back to get a puck as a defenseman, if you're not great on your transition r- rotation and, and going back to on that puck retrieval and getting the puck off the board, so I mean, you're not going to be confident in it. So we have to work on our confidence sometimes too. Um, and then results is obviously an, 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 an automatic one, right? If we're doing well, if we're getting results, if whatever it is, if you're a goal scorer and you're scoring goals, then you're going to be confident because you've been doing that. But another way to cultivate that, another part of results is that I don't think it's talked enough about, about, enough about is just doing some hard things, right? Do hard things outside of the game if you're a hockey player. Challenge yourself, right? Challenge yourself with skills, tasks, things that you necessarily might not want to do because they're difficult, because there's resistance there, and problem solve and figure it out and get that task done. And the more that we're able to do that outside of the game, it's going to translate for you on the ice too. And I think that's one thing as parents, for those listening and my little two cent parenting advice is um, allow your kids to fail, right? Allow them to skin their knees and to get back up and to dust themselves off and to problem solve on their own and not get involved. I think, I think part of the issue is, is this, it's a bit sheltered right now. Like generally most existences are sheltered. They're, they're, they're not out, they're not out exploring. They're not able to give the space to make decisions, right? When, when you can't make decisions with confidence, like think about the impact of that on the ice. You're constantly bombarded with this idea of like information coming at you and you need to make a decision about it. And if we can't do that off the ice, if we're not given the space to do that off the ice, to be able to understand when I do make a decision, what the consequences are uh, without either asking Siri what I'm supposed to do or mom and dad's giving direction or a coach, uh, we have to empower our kids to be able to make these choices uh, and make these decisions and see the consequences of them so they can grow in their decision-making abilities. So 
there's lots of ways that confidence can be grown and confidence can be built. And a lot of time it's from an internal personal development perspective. And that is one thing that I totally try and do with the players that I work with is to give them the tools to harness their own uh, creative engine and their own decision-making abilities and their own understanding of where they can be empowered to show up differently. And, uh, and reconnect some of these, uh, you know, these these brain connections on on what it means to fail, what it means to make a mistake, what it means to step into a challenge that is a little bit scary, uh, and what you're and get to analyze them, uh, get to them to self assess and what their belief system is. I think all these are super super relevant. And um, so, if you are a parent out there and you think your child has, you know, potentially some confidence issues, uh, there are many layers to that onion, of course, but there is. Like there is things you can do. So uh, I don't think just sitting there and hoping things are going to turn around or hoping for the right coach to say the right thing. If you're a hockey player who's in a scenario like that, um, I think that's being a victim, right? And that's completely what I what I don't preach. Like I, can, I, I, I teach and I support and I mentor the idea that we are a person that can make a difference in our own lives every single moment of the day. We have a choice to empower ourselves, to make ourselves better, to to uh, to invest in ourselves, and uh, and yeah, and with that type of thought process, with that type of mindset, confidence does grow. So that's my that's my bit on confidence. Um, sorry, I got a little bit distracted there, but I am going to get into what I promised, which is the bonus episode of. Uh, of the Up My Hockey podcast and reviewing the 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 episodes twenty one through thirty, and some great names in this list: Stacy Roost, Kevin Weeks, Peter Worrell, Mark Ferner, Nick Antropov, Steve Kelly, Nathan Dempsey, Steve Passmore, Aaron Volpatti, and Chris Osgood. Now, some of those names are probably going to be familiar to most of you if you're hockey fans, and some may be a little bit not familiar. And that's kind of the reason, one of the reasons why. I'm doing this right now, which is like doing the review. One, it's been great for me. And, and two, I think it's nice just to shine a light on maybe some of these names that you haven't heard of. And, um, you know, Kevin Weeks, probably if you're, if you're a hockey, if you're a hockey person, you probably recognize him. At least if you watched hockey in the nineties, he was, uh, he was a goaltender and a good goaltender and a black goaltender. So, I mean, that totally does stand out in the, in that, in that realm of, of the world. The, the goalie position is there's only, there's only two on the ice at a time. And um, and Kevin made a name for himself in between the pipes, and uh, and to be and to be a person of color and playing that position, he he always he had some some attention there as well. And now he's an analyst on the NHL Network and doing a great job of that. And he's also been interviewed in a lot of positions uh, for potential like president jobs and GM jobs. And so I think that some point in the future here, Kevin will be will be in a back office position. Um, helping an NHL team in some way, shape, or form. Uh, he was a teammate of mine in, uh, in Carolina, and we were both drafted to the Panthers. And uh, he's, just a, he's just a real, real good person. Who, who, that, that episode is, is good. He says, get the, get the best people in the, in the right positions. And, and obviously, that, that what we're talking about, um, you know, people of color, people of whatever ethnic uh, origin, or, I mean, again he was speaking like the best people whatever that best person is they should be in the job so everyone should be at the table and the and if you can have a diverse table that you are doing a better job for your organization so that's a very good one to listen to um i i i talked about stacy well stacy roost i guess i haven't talked about him yet but 
uh, assistant general manager. I absolutely love that dis- that discussion. It was episode 20- 21, uh, Stacey Roost. He's assistant GM of the of the Tampa Bay Lightning. He was an NHL player himself. He's also a hockey dad. Austin Roost is his son who's playing for Everett right now. I believe top 10 in scoring the WHL, probably in his name called on draft day this year. Um, and he's been involved in development of players too. So as far as like having the opportunity to listen to somebody like Stacy, who, you know, two Stanley cups, three championships, uh, you know, an NHL player himself, a little bit undersized guy when he played. So to hear his mindset through that and how he's handled the development of his son and also the players within the Tampa Bay organization, that's a really cool uh, conversation. Plus it speaks to me because he mentioned the word growth mindset. Like I don't even know how many times in that interview. And, uh, and really, like the, one of the huge backbones of Up My Hockey and, and what it is teaching athletes is how to capitalize on utilizing the growth mindset and changing your thoughts um, to support your development, to support your growth, to support your, your journey towards your peak potential. And so uh, Stacy and I definitely speak the same language there. And to hear from somebody like Stacy, I think that's a great interview. Um, I'm going to fast forward to... Nathan Dempsey, and, and not to dem- I mean again, like not to diminish any of the other interviews. All these are great people, and most of them I know personally. Uh, as I look right now, Nick Antropov's story about coming to North America from Kazakhstan um, is bonkers. You need to listen to that. Um, Aaron Volpatti's story about being forty to fifty percent burnt third degree burns and coming back and playing hockey in the starting lineup five months later and his journey to the NHL is bonkers too. Um, definitely one to listen to, but um, I'm going to highlight Nathan Dempsey because I think that's probably a name that most listeners don't know. And, uh, and why, why this interview was so impactful for me uh, was I think the, like the separation one, one I knew about him because I played with him. I played with him in St. John. So I knew his story about how he ended up getting to the NHL, um, kind of a long shot to make it to the NHL. But then I didn't know as much about what he's with the battle he's fighting now, which is Parkinson's disease, which actually was part of the reason why he had to retire from the game in the first place. And, um, and to reconnect with my old captain from the St. John's Maple Leafs. And then to see him with, with the you know with with parkinson's and to have him on and to see just like the the class that he has and the character that he has and and what he was physically going through to even to to do the podcast and to have him talk about his journey was i mean it was beyond impactful for me and uh Unfortunately, I haven't released the video of it yet. I didn't have the YouTube channel going. And, and by the way, thank you for everyone who's been tuning in on YouTube and subscribing. It's it's kind of the, the, the channel's been growing uh, quite a bit there. So that's awesome. And I, and I have to make a note to myself to get Nathan's uh, video episode up there because I, I think it adds just another layer to the conversation to be able to see him um, and what he physically has to, had to go through during, even the, like I said, during the episode, I mean, he looked like he was, you know, sweating at times and, and, and he was, you know, he, he was, he had the, uh, the twitch and the shake and, uh, it was just really, really powerful stuff. And, and, and again, back to Nathan and his story though, like when I went to St. John's, he was, I believe a 25 or 26 year old captain of the team and being a captain of an AHL team, um, Again, no disrespect because the AHL is a hell of a league and it's hard to play there. And being a captain is an admirable thing. But what it is telling you and is telling most of the people in that league is that you are an AHLer for life. 
but you are not an NHLer. You've been there long enough to prove that you deserve the respect, that you are a leader, that you are a man of character, but you're probably not going to be in the NHL. And he had the C. Uh, he was there for four or five years at that point. He had a family. So like for, we were in different worlds that way. And, uh, and for Nathan to end up not only being an NHLer, but being a longtime NHLer and playing well into his 30s, after having that, uh, you know, that, that brand, that C brand, because uh, I mean, again, to that point, it's also like the first two, three, four years you're in the HL, you're, you're considered a prospect. And then if you're still there, uh, the joke is you're now a suspect, you know, like you're probably not going to be an NHL and, and to hear him talk about him, his journey of being able to get his chance there with the Toronto Maple Leafs and make the most of it and then become a Chicago, Chicago Blackhawk and then to go to the LA Kings, um, super awesome stuff from a mindset perspective and again like you need to believe right you need to believe in yourself but more than anybody else will and i think that came through in spades with nathan and just kind of what of a person he was and, and even the story where he told uh, about him going to the power play meetings i believe it was in chicago when he wasn't on the power play his name wasn't on the board for the power play meeting but nathan would show up for the power play meetings because he wanted to be on the power play he thought he deserved a chance to be on the power play and he wanted to know what was going on with the power play if his name was ever called like what a message that sends to everybody but ask yourself like could you do that how hard is it to actually do that essentially to show up at a party you're not invited to but you want to be there um that's that's some selflessness that's lack of ego uh, there's a lot of things going on there and there has to be some lack of ego uh, to step into some of those environments and uh, and yeah so the Nathan Depsey episode episode 27 is one that I I don't know it leaves a mark on my heart really and uh, just because he's such a great guy and even to see his battle now and where he's at is uh well i shouldn't say now that was in 2020 and uh i have tried to reach out to nathan since and i haven't been successful in reaching him so i hope nathan if if anyone hears this he's doing he's doing great um i know that's uh that's a terrible disease and uh and yeah i mean i wish nothing but best for nathan and his family and and nathan's also involved in in with kids now in, in edmonton he was part of a, an academy program there helping helping young kids uh, come up, you know, kind of in the, well, not really the same as I'm doing, but similar, you know, he's, he's, he's giving back and he's, and he's helping and that's awesome to see. So if you want to hear a great in interview, listen to that one. And uh, I guess the other one that I have, I would be a fool not to mention is, is Chris Osgood, three times Stanley cup winning goaltender for episode 30 um, with the Detroit Red Wings. He's in the conversation of the hall of fame. Uh, the, it's one of the hotly debated goaltender topics. Does he deserve to be in there or not? And and whether he, I mean, I don't know who determines that deserves. I know I don't have a vote, but what an amazing, even to be involved in that debate is, fan, is I mean, otherworldly. Like that's such a cool conversation to be a part of. And, uh, and Ozzy was just awesome in that interview too. I mean, sharing, you know, the mindset of being a, uh, an NHL goaltender, at times being a backup NHL goaltender, uh, what it takes to win. And uh, and to hear him speak, really, he's he's one of those guys that uh, you know. You know what you, what you what you hear from him is exactly what he wants to say. You know, there's there's no mirror, there's no there's no curtain. He's not uh, he's not trying to be somebody that he isn't. And and I really enjoyed that conversation. Ozzy was was awesome to talk to. So if you're a goaltender, or if you're a fan of the Red Wings, or if you're into a mindset at all with that and want to hear what it takes to win three Stanley Cups, that's a really good episode as well. So 
that's it for this bonus episode. We're at the 20 minute mark here. Um, thanks so much for tuning in. I hope that helps you um, digest some of these older uh, interviews and go back and, and revisit them because there really is tons of gold in them for sure. Um, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, play hard.